Bias, a respected and well-known South African graffiti artist, has been painting the streets of Johannesburg for the last decade. His work often appears specifically in our neighborhood, but is also featured in local and international books and magazines, and he is extremely knowledgeable about the medium and lifestyle of graffiti. His real name is, and I'm revealing it for the first time on air, Dr. Raymond Cousins, a doctorate in archaeology, and I'm delighted to have him as my guest now to tell me more. Dr. Cousins, welcome, and thank you so much for joining me. Hi, how are you? Um, very, Dr. very happy to be here. Dr. Cousins, um, was it difficult to come out and reveal your name when so many um, artists go behind the tag? You know, there's two reasons that it's not that difficult. Uh, the one is that I don't do a lot of illegal graffiti. I mostly do community-based artwork, uh, graffiti sort of stuff. Um, I, so in, in Johannesburg, um, and generally, I suppose in the country, but, uh, there are so many bigger issues than people doing graffiti. Um, you know, when we're doing graffiti these days in the streets, um, the police just drive past and don't ever really say anything. They normally say, hi, are you okay? Are you safe? Um, as opposed to giving us trouble. So it's really like, as far as people maybe like doing a tag or two on someone's property, that's not great. But um, generally, it's more accepted in Joburg than it has been in the last decade. So, um, and it's not as much of a problem based on, you know, state capture, <laughs> crime, um just general rubbish in the streets even, you know, so, yeah. So you feel a lot safer as well, I mean, it, in a way, more protected. Art. Yeah, it's art. It's not, you know, it's not, I'm doing art. I'm not doing like, I'm not like trying to trash people's livelihoods. Um, is it legal to do graffiti art? It it's, depends who you ask. Um, I think that that's kind of a question that could be go either way. And I think that's, um, in Cape Town, it's not legal because in Cape Town, they have the DA and the DA governs everything. There's special permits you have to get if you want to do graffiti. But in Johannesburg, it seems uh, we're in a little bit of a lawless kind of city here. And um, if you generally, the way we approach it is if you go to someone's house and you talk to the homeowner, you make sure it's the actual homeowner, not just someone who's staying there. And you say, can we paint this uh, with permission? That's generally um, fine and accepted, um, but it's not technically legal. But it's everywhere. If you drive down the street, ev- it's everywhere. It's in the suburbs. It's in townships. It's in the middle of town. It's everywhere. You can't r- not really see it. So, so I get um, really excited when I do see a, a tag that I recognize. For example, Bias or um, Mars yes, because, or whatever it is. Um, because you found me. Because of, well, you did this interview because you saw me in an art piece that came up by, I can't remember the name of the lady now. Right? Yes, Caroline, Caroline Sussman, who was at the Hyde Park Gallery. And there yes. you were. <laughs> yeah. And then I had people messaging me saying, did you do this um, art thing at the Hyde Park Gallery? And I was like, no, no, it's not me, but it just happens to be one of my things in it, which is cool. Before we get into the nitty gritty of art and also your graffiti tours, I just want to know, do you just go to a wall, like on the highway, there's a um, public space, and and spray paint? Is it as easy as that? Or is there, do you yep. scout for areas? And you just take your what, your backpack with a couple of colors in and off you go. Yeah, 
you know, Johannesburg is a city where you have to drive everywhere. So obviously when you're driving everywhere, you see certain spots um, and sort of pre-select them. This week, I literally did paint something on the highway where I literally just took a bag of cans and did that. So, I mean, technically that's not completely legal, but it's on a row of things where there's a million color pieces already. So it's like, well, what's one more going to add, you know? <laughs> it is of course, kind of that you easy. You, of course, um, and, and I would agree with you, see it as art. You would not see yeah. it as, um, you know, kind of just defacing a wall. Um. It's, again, it depends who you ask. I mean, some people will get really antsy about it and some people won't. Really depends. But I, I really try and focus on just doing colorful murals. And Dr. Cousins, is there competition among the various graffiti artists for space? Uh, no, not really. So there's a mutual <laughs> no. respect. Whoever gets to the wall first gets to the wall first. But do you look out yeah. for each other? Um, a lot of the people that do graffiti in the city know each other. So... I wouldn't say we look out for each other, but we do, um, yeah, I have like a mutual respect. So when we do something, we'll talk about it, you know, instead of going straight to like violence or something, as people do in like the States, uh, they'll just fight each other in the States. But here people talk and say, I don't like that you did this. Please, can you change it or whatever? And, and that's what happens. Yeah. How big is the community of graffiti artists? Um, honestly, it's not that big. Um, I'd say that there, there are probably like two or three hundred people sort of waiting in the wings doing random things every now and then. But actively, there's probably only about 30 active artists. And I'd say there's only about 10 that are really active. And then there's only about five in Johannesburg anyway that do it for a living. Or may, maybe about 10 actually, maybe about 10 in Johannesburg that do it for a living. Um, and probably about five or six in Cape Town, maybe maybe ten even. I don't know. No, the relationship for you between archaeology and graffiti, how how do you reconcile the two? Uh, I find it really interesting, this question, actually. Um, I've always thought that, for me, archaeology is such a uh, – it's very similar to, to graffiti, okay, because graffiti is about writing your name and getting your name published out there, basically. And academia is the same sort of thing. You're sort of writing articles and getting your name out and published in a different kind of way. Um, the other thing is that, for me, um, archaeology is a very – it's not a very urban thing. It's a its a go out and go into the bush and kind of, or wherever in the middle of nowhere and dig up a random piece of dirt, basically. Um, and uh, whereas – Graffiti is a very urban-based uh, sort of thing. So uh, the way that I always equate this for people is I say that archaeology is um, digging up uh, – it's digging up the past to try and figure – like digging up layers of the past to try and figure out the history of the past, uh, whereas graffiti is um, adding layers to create the future. It's kind of like a different dichotomy between the two. So, yeah, that's kind of how I like to see it. I kind of have these both pseudo worlds as well as having my own name and then bias. I have archaeology and then bias as well. It's like I have one and two. And bias, of course, plays a prominent role in understanding archaeology. I mean, you can't escape the fact that we all understand our past and created by our own presence anyway. Another thing is that um, my PhD is a very, very visual PhD. So it totally equates to who I am as a person because I'm a very visual person. 
I take in information and translate it into words, which is one of the reasons I'm a tour guide. We'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, yeah, so it's very, it works perfectly for me, strangely. Dr. Cousins, before we talk about the tour guide work that you do, you also have a fascination with painting in tunnels. Is that related to your love for archaeology? Um, I think that's related to my love of exploring. Um, and I suppose most archaeologists would say they also love exploring in different avenues. But um, I just mostly like it because it's serene. Um, it's quiet. I don't get bothered. It's cool when it's super hot. And a lot of these tunnels have like a, like a river running through it or something um, that's reflective. So when you take a photo of the final product, it reflects. And something I've been doing lately is painting pieces that are back upside down and back to front so that in the reflection, they come up the regular way. Um, so that it's that, kind of like that, a... That must require yeah. a lot of skill. It's quite a lot of practice. It's quite hard on the brain, yeah. <laughs> and then the most dangerous thing that's ever happened to you while you've been on the streets? Oof, that's, that's a rough question. Jeez. Um, well, I've been held at gunpoint multiple times, probably four or five times, uh, just for painting. And another time I was almost stabbed and I had to run for about two kilometers, uh, full flat out running, um, trying to get away from some people. And you know, after that, those kind of experiences, this is another thing is that most of the painting that happens happens in the day because it's really just too dangerous to go out at night. Um, so that's why you see people doing it in the day. But um, after experiences like that, that's when I sort of slowed it down a bit. I've also gotten a bit older um, and realized, you know, I don't have to be doing these things and going into these dangerous places. So, um, yeah, that's when I became a bit more community orientated. I've been involved with several community projects since. So, yeah. Well, actually, the very first time we met was through a community project, and you were doing a school, um, I think, in the inner city of Johannesburg or similar, where you were um, decorating. Artists for Israel. Yeah, that's correct. Um, So, obviously, community work is good. I mean, in terms of what, what were they wanting? Was it just the fact that you were alone and an easy target, or was there something specific that they thought they could get from you? Uh, sometimes it's, I mean, the time's gunpoint, that's when they're just robbing me of like my phone or my, uh, camera or something. But, um, the stabbing time, I think I was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. And I don't know. People take chances, you know. Sure. I'm not that sure. I didn't get a chance to ask them. <laughs> 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 yeah, I think um, doing kind of uh, research is probably a lot safer and uh, writing up reports on your computer is probably definitely. Uh... I know, but um, <laughs> I don't know. I, li- I like being outside. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Um, okay. You like being outside. You have an understanding of archaeology and you're passionate about street art. Tell me about the tours that you do. So I I was doing graffiti and a friend approached me. Her name is Jo Batenduck. She used to run a company called Past Experiences, which is a inner city walking tour company. Um, and she approached me about now it'll be about nine years ago, but um, and she said, "Hey, why don't you come do a guest spot on one of my tours? We do some sort of like tours about art." And it would be great to have you come on it. And um, 
I'm a very talkative person. In fact, I have, I'd say, verbal diarrhea almost. Um, I also talk in my sleep. So people have told me I'm talking, and then when I'm sleepy, I'm still not shutting up. So um, I went on this tour, and she said, wow, you're really good with people. You're really good with children. Um, maybe you should consider actually studying this. Um, and I started working for her more full-time. Um, well, on a sort of part-time, full-time basis, uh, doing, I don't know, maybe about three tours a week uh, with many, many visitors from all different places. Um, and then what happened is... COVID kind of got in there, but I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so that's how it started anyway. So what does the tour entail and what would you do and what do you talk about? So so my what's interesting is my mom used to work at Museum Africa in Newtown, which is a very well-known heritage place. And my dad is a well-known um, historical author. Um, and so I kind of had this like, all of this is within me in a way. So uh, a lot of the tours will focus on like an area of the inner city. So it'll be like Newtown um, or Bramfontein. So like Newtown, as an example, is like we would start somewhere near Saibono or the turbine halls and walk through and have a look at uh, the different monuments that uh, sort of were given to South Africa when we became independent and everything. Um, and just like, well, free of apartheid, let's say. And um uh, just we, we'll talk about the general area, the art deco, um, the art that's in the area. It depends because the tours will sometimes be totally specialized and we'll be going to Newtown specifically to do like shopping. So we'll go to like a general, like a Mooty store, then like a fabric shop and then like a local, I don't know, food store or something like that. Um, and then just to learn about the area. Um, but yeah, they, they sort of mix and match depending on what the, the tourists want on the day. Um, and it's local tourists as well, but yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say, is your t- target market more local or more international? It was more international. Before COVID, tourism was really, really good, like really good, constantly international visitors. Um, and nowadays it's uh, died down quite a lot, but we do get quite a lot of local people. I, I've done, I've done a lot of, a lot of local people tours. We, we used to do a tour that was on a Sunday um, in Mubbing and it would just be like a discount tour to kind of get people interested. And on those tours, we often had like 30 or 40 people that would come and most of them were local, maybe one or two from the surrounding backpackers who'd heard about it or something. Um, I also used to do a tour in Soweto, in fact, um, and those ones were mostly local. Um, Dr. Cousins, what do you enjoy most about it? What do you, what are the kinds of questions that you ask that really excite you? That people ask me? Um, hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just really enjoy meeting different kinds of people and, um, having people listen to my word vomit, I suppose. <laughs> um, people always ask I'm, I'm me. I'm sure about... it's not that. I'm sure they, do, they don't see it like that. Um, I like I like talking to kids mostly I, I'd say because sometimes they 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 sort of point out things to me um, that I haven't realized like I'll be telling them stuff but they'll say oh but have you heard of this kind of art that I've never heard of or did you notice this or that I don't I find that they often notice things a little bit better um, I even had a tour once in Bramfontein where it was a discount tour and we had someone from New York on it who said 
no, this is this tour is way too expensive. I would never go on a tour like this. And the tour had just started. And we said, well, just, you know, wait, wait till the end. And at the end, he said, that was the best tour I've ever been on. Totally <laughs> worth the money. Don't know why I complained. Um, I don't know. But I like being asked about the graffiti. But I, so, yeah, I just, I like explaining the city, I suppose. Uh, yeah. Joburg's a very interesting and diverse place. Obviously, we are heading quite quickly now to our holidays. Will you be running tours in December? So I run tours all year round. And it's basically just on a sort of uh, hit me up these days, like just the just message me or email me. Um, you can get me through my various handles, which I'm sure you'll mention later. But um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I do tours all the time. The thing is, for safety, we don't actually run tours on Sundays. Because uh, Sundays people tend to be drunk in the streets a lot. There's like a lot of drunk people out. Obviously, the routes that we do are very safe because you, we don't just walk willy-nilly through the streets. There's like a pre predetermined route, um, and we make it safe. Um, so yeah, um, I used to be working for um, um, past experiences, but as I said, um, COVID really, really, really shut down tourism in South Africa. And there's been very little help from the government about it. So um, I really just run it more freelance these days. And people hear about it through word of mouth and, uh, you know, message me about it. Dr. Cousins, to make sure there are no mistakes, can you give us your details uh, on how people can be in touch? I know I've certainly got some free days in December that I'm looking for. <laughs> An outing when it's not raining, so now I'll be in touch with you for that. But uh, anybody wanting to be in touch with you, what should they do? Yeah, you can email me at uh, Dr. Cousins. it's C-O-U-Z-E-N-S, at gmail.com. So I'll say that again, Dr. Cousins. C-O-U-Z-E-N-S, at gmail.com. Or my most my most useful one is actually my Instagram and that's just at bias. It's B-I-A-S. That's it. Well, bias or Dr. Raymond Cousins, thank you so much for joining me. And thanks for uh, talking through graffiti and what you do. I, I look forward to seeing your work and being part of your tour. Cool. <laughs> I, I can't wait to have you on my tour, actually, Sharice. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. That was Dr. Raymond Cousins, um, graffiti artist under the name of Bias.